This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. Launches, launches everywhere and not a drop to drink. It's day three of election 2016. This is Today FM's Election Daily. Hello there, it's Gavin Riley here at the Today FM studios in Dublin reviewing the day's news, events, analysis and gossip from the campaign trail in election 2016. We had four different party launches today, Sinn Féin, Labour, the Social Democrats and Renewa and we'll get to all of them in a moment. We'll start the day with Enda Kenny who didn't get to spend the morning campaigning. He's still the Taoiseach and that means he still has to run the country. This morning he took time out to meet King Abdullah of Jordan who's around for a state visit. Later this afternoon he then headed to Cork and we'll be back with him in a moment. But before before all of that, in his first interview of the campaign, he went into RTE's Morning Ireland. This is just a brief snippet of his interview with Gavin Jennings. We know you say you don't intend to do a deal with any independents, but should you need more support, it's happened before, it might happen again, and bearing in mind that the Labour Party leader has already ruled him out, will you rule out leading a government that needs the support of Michael Lowry? Yes. I will not have any dealings with Michael Lowry. Or any other independent. That's my proposition. Or any other independent. My proposition is for a return of the Fine Gael Labour government. Why wouldn't I say that? We've had a journey of five years, very difficult decisions. The country's making real progress. Okay. The, the reason, actually, that I'm in politics and in this studio is to be able to continue that kind of work. Later in the day, Renewa were launching their election campaign, outlining some of their red-line issues for coalition, including political reform and help for the self-employed. They weren't quite so pleased that Enda Kenny had taken so long to make his declaration about Michael Lowry. Well, I was delighted that after 13 uh, uh, opportunities, the Taoiseach finally, 10 days later, ruled out Michael Lowry. Um, I think it was important, but I think that we have to be wary of that, and I think that it's important that there is a party that has unequivocally, from day one, said that we would not do business with somebody who has had such serious adverse findings against them uh, by a tribunal of inquiry here in Dublin Castle. So I think um, it's important for us, uh, and indeed I believe it's important for the Irish people, that um, Renew Ireland will be a part of the next government to make sure that that commitment is honoured. The biggest event of the morning was Sinn Féin's campaign launch in the Royal Irish Academy, where there was definitely a perceivable pep in the step. Jerry Adams says Ireland's on the cusp of being able to make a major change, electing a Republican government for the first time. Sinn Féin is fielding 50 candidates across all 40 constituencies. From Mizzenhead to Mallonhead, each one is fighting to win. And our candidates are representatives of the communities we serve. I'm very proud to make a Han Han Brodoel to see women candidates, and I hope to see many of them returned as TDs. But part of the bigger pep in the step was the result of yet another twist and turn involving the so-called fiscal space. Yes, yes, we're sorry, fiscal space again. In case you're only catching up, fiscal space is the amount that each party reckons it can increase its spending by without having to increase its borrowing over the next five years. In fact, this afternoon, actually, Brendan Howland had a very quick and concise summary. What is fiscal space? The amount of money you can deploy either by spending or tax uh, reductions. Now, Sinn Féin claims to have poked a hole in the sums of some of the other major parties. Basically, it claims that they've double-counted the amount that they might save if they don't automatically increase welfare payments and tax bans in line with inflation. Finance spokesman Pierce Doherty was full of beans. We have not relied on magic numbers or magic money that simply doesn't exist. We have exposed the, the government party and Fianna Fáil in relation to their false promises. It is now time for those parties to withdraw their manifestos, to shred them and present to the Irish people... Uh, proper costed manifestos that can actually be delivered. 
Again, there was the usual question about coalition options and the usual stalling from Sinn Féin. It understandably wants to focus on its own vote first. But there was some amusement that Sinn Féin launched its campaign in the Royal Irish Academy. Gerry Adams was asked if that moniker was a sign of the party mellowing out. I admit that uh, quip every time I've come in here that I can say that I've never been a member of the Irish Royal Academy. It's, it's actually quite, uh, quite logistical. We, we wanted a room big enough to contain the number of Sinn Féin candidates, but which also had a balcony to allow the snappers and the camera people to take an absolutely smashing optic of our team. So that's, that's where we ended up. Make of that what you will. Michal Martin, meanwhile, was out and about in Cork. Back in Dublin, the party was outlining its plans on housing, where Barry Cowan was refusing to take any responsibility for the kind of slowdown in social housing. In the provision of social housing units, we were building ten times more houses per annum than this government. So we've nothing to be nervous about in relation to our performance. But he was more amused about a story in today's Irish Examiner, where the CEO of the giant food company Greencore said the government couldn't talk about an economic recovery when people hadn't yet seen it in so many parts of the country. That might not sound like it's too newsworthy, but the CEO of Greencore is Patrick Coveney, the brother of the Agriculture Minister Simon Coveney. Barry Cowan, another man with a well-known brother, enjoyed the opportunity to have a go. Bring it on now, yeah? I told you, Pat. <laughs> Let's be having you. <laughs> he, he said that so many people have been left behind in this recovery and that no one feels it. They're quite strong words from somebody who has such a, a large company but yet is the brother of a senior minister. What would your comments be on that CEO's comments? Couldn't agree with him more. Um, no, he's obviously, you know, he, he, I think all representatives throughout the country are hearing that. And with all due respects to the outgoing government, it's disingenuous of them to give the impression that all is well and that people's circumstances have improved uh, to such an extent that you should be overjoyed. Down in Cork, meanwhile, Michal Martin was having a go at something that's a little bit closer to home on the doorsteps. Literally, bin charges. He says Alan Kelly's new regime of bin pricing, which will see a lot of people paying for green bins for the first time, even if their overall bin charges will come down. He says it's a step too far. We're very surprised that he brought in at the last minute, just before the general election. I don't know, was he trying to slip it in without anybody knowing about it in advance of the election? But what we're picking up on the doorstep, people are kind of fed up of charge after charge after charge. I think in the last four years there's been about 45 new taxes and charges, and I think people feel the brunt of that on their, on their take-home pay, and that's, that's, that's the big sense we get. So I think people uh, have had enough that. Back in Dublin, the Social Democrats were out and about getting their campaign underway with the tagline, Lower the Cost of Living. Its whole model is to deliver Nordic-style public services, which usually means more taxes and more services. There is a full interview with Stephen Donnelly about this elsewhere on the podcast feed if you want to hear more. But they're not proposing to raise any taxes, they simply want to maintain the ones that are there. They want to lower the cost of living by lowering the cost of childcare, ensuring primary education is actually free, scrapping water charges and more. Co-founder Roisin Shortall was asked whether, as a former member of the coalition, she'd like to be back in power with them. I have some short experience of being involved in a government with Fine Gael and the Labour Party. And I can assure you there is no point in being in government unless you have power. And we're not interested in merely making up the numbers in any future government. Later, it was Labour's turn to get their campaign underway in the Board Gosh Energy Theatre down at Grand Canal Dock in Dublin. 
We wondered about the choice of venue, but it turns out they weren't having their speeches in the auditorium itself, denying us a chance to make a gag about vacant red seats in the next hall. Instead, they spoke in the lobby, where Joan Burton spoke at length about Labour's record on the economy, also mentioning a bit about the extra dimension she thinks Labour brings to government. Voters who vote for the Labour Party, and I hope they will, vote for the Labour Party. They will get a continuation of growth and recovery and a better and more decent society, along with the kind of social change that really Ireland has not been famous for. I see you're sitting one person over from John Lyons. I don't think that when John Lyons became a TD and when the Taoiseach led this government uh, that the first thought on Fine Gael's mind, or any other party's mind, by the way, was to have a marriage equality referendum that would treat all our citizens equally. And there was also some emotive-sounding language about their rivals on the left. I'm going to say to voters to beware of Sinn Féin creeping in in the night and offering, for instance, to raise taxes on people who earn more than 100,000 by a swinging 6%. I recall that in France uh, that was tried recently and the consequences for the economy of theoretically very high tax rates would push the tax rates uh, for quite a lot of workers in Ireland up to over 62%. In Cork, meanwhile, Enda Kenny was finally getting to a microphone dealing with one other barb from earlier in the week. You might remember on Wednesday, Enda Kenny turned down a question about fiscal space because he didn't want to discuss jargon. This morning, Gerry Adams had a go. The Taoiseach refuses even to answer questions on this because he claims, and I quote, I'm not going to get into economic jargon, which the vast majority of people do not understand. So there you have it. According to the Taoiseach, the people are stupid. And to Kenny this evening, not quite so amused. The mantra from Sinn Féin has been to keep saying it irrespective of whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Jerry was never a member of the IRA. Uh, we know nothing about safe houses for sexual abuse in the Republic. I would never accuse the Irish people of being in any way stupid. I, 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 I disregard and reject his allegation completely. One thing we wanted to point out, by the way, is that while the election is ongoing, the business of running the world simply doesn't stop. The Shannad might have taken a breather to allow candidates campaign in the Dáil election, but the European Parliament is ongoing. We wanted to share with you this moment from earlier in the week. MEPs were debating about next month's summit of European leaders. Luke Ming Flanagan wanted to know if the European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker would take that chance to address the findings of Ireland's banking inquiry report. I asked Mr Draghi if he would work with us, the Irish MEPs, to help end this obscenity. I got no reply, Mr Juncker. Today I ask you, will you work with us to help end this obscenity? You Thank talk you about much. what's important, the refugee... Mr. Flanagan, Mr. Flanagan, you are overrunning your time and you're not speaking to the point of, on the agenda. I'm sorry. Who you hear now is Jean-Claude Juncker. Jesus Christ. Thank you, President. Um, well, I think your microphone was on a little long there. I wanted to mention... I guess from that we can take it that the answer is no. Now, throughout election 2016, Helen Vaughan will be taking Today FM's Talking Taxi on the Road, so that we're not only hearing from politicians, but we're also hearing from you, the voter and the listener, about what you want out of the election campaign. 
Today she was in Dublin city centre talking to some of the capital's older residents. That's right. There's plenty of hot debate amongst grey voters who've no problem giving their view of things. Well, I feel it's unfair at this hour of our age. We've contributed all our lives to the state and I'm on my own, really. Completely. Beth Noonan from Dublin says she doesn't go to emergency departments and hospital anymore when she's feeling unwell because she's worried about being left on a trolley. At a coffee morning in central Dublin, 69-year-old Dermot Halligan, who worked for Dublin Bus for 36 years, feels he's lost around €3,000 a year in recent cutbacks. I'm talking in terms of about nearly €3,000 a year. You're losing with all these taxes? Between everything, cutting the fuel allowances, cutting telephone allowances, bereavement grant, UC charge imposed... That increase. Well, May Quaid from Bolton Glass in County Wicklow is upset about her pension. Well, they gave us three euros. We did ask for five and we got three. But we definitely need more money because we've had so many things put on us, like the property tax, the prescription charges, water charges, all those other charges. And for anyone having to live on 230 euros a week or 233 as it is now, it's virtually impossible. 77-year-old Sean Alber from Ballantyre in South Dublin is frustrated with the percentage that older people haven't suffered during austerity. I do think we have suffered terribly. And as I say, the psychological pressure, not only of growing old, but being told that you haven't suffered is quite amazing for politicians to say. So who will they vote for? I have to vote for the present administration because I hate to use these awful words, politicians. A few other bits and bobs, including a surprisingly frank admission from the independent TD, Tom Fleming, about why he's pulling out of the election race. The Kerry South TD was running again in what's now a newly merged five-seat Kerry constituency, which will now only have five outgoing TDs running for re-election as opposed to the six that it currently had. He told Radio Kerry it was because he was simply lagging behind in the new northern part of the constituency, evidently thinking it just wasn't worth his effort to keep going, so we do admire his honesty. He is a former Fianna Fáil figure, so it might benefit the party there that some of their votes may not be tied up in Fleming's candidacy. Another boost for Fianna Fáil was the news that Roscommon GAA goalkeeping legend Shane Cake Curran will be taking the field for the party in Roscommon Galway. He will now have a significant chance of getting a seat there, we reckon. A bit of a mixed bag today for Alan Kelly, however. Yesterday we had the revival of his infamous Alan Kelly rap from the 2009 European election. The Irish reputation, they help the builders, they bail out the banks, they mail out their leaflets and I say no thanks, they're incompetent, it's obvious. See their name Fianna Fáil, no father spells Fianna Fáil. Don't believe all the bull that they feed you, look to the bigger picture of the EU. We want no more bad economic news on the Kelly, so who's the man to do it? This afternoon he offered his playful response. But it's great to know that seven years later it's still... You know, it's still the tune that uh, gets people going. You know, I hope it's better than Michael Healy Ray's uh, song. <laughs> I think it probably is. Well, I'd have to be in Coppers to hear it, but yeah, I'd love to hear it in Coppers. <laughs> I think there's a line in it that actually still stands t- uh, to uh, 2016, and it is, Fianna Fáil, no father, still spells Fianna Fáil. So I still think that stands up uh, to scrutiny in 2016 as it did in 2009. But those comments came shortly after Kelly had been challenged over allegations of his behaviour before yesterday morning's debate on News Talk. Kelly wasn't happy with Michael Lowry being given a one-on-one interview earlier in the show while he had to make do with a debate against some rivals after 9am. The Irish Independent today reported that things got a bit heated between Kelly and presenter Chris Donoghue. Kelly this afternoon was forced to respond. My, my, only, my only issue was... 
uh, editorial choice and fairness. That was the only issue, and I was only raising the fact that everyone was given a chance uh, to go on a show, and one person was given uh, a choice to go on earlier than everyone else. Simple as that. Anyway, there's a shortage of new election songs today, so instead we will leave you with some other electoral tunes from Fianna Fáil councillor Trevor Gilligan. He's a member of South Dublin County Council, and while he's not running for election this time around, he is responsible for some pretty astonishing tunes. You'll find more on his SoundCloud at just Trevor Gilligan. We wish you all a very good weekend, and we will be back on Monday with more campaign wrap-up news, gossip, and analysis on Today FM's Election Daily. High up in the clouds with my favourite girl As we begin our flight Please hold on tight These stars shine bright at the speed of light We've got so much to do So let's advance to Pluto Let the good times roll With a galactic stroll So we can dance in the night And sleep in the light That's our philosophy Up in the galaxy Drinking wine on the moon And listen to our favorite tune So come and dance with me Let's play with gravity Well, the sun goes around the world High up in the clouds with my favorite 100 to 102 Today FM